Hello, hola, yabosayo, happy Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Week. To kick off today's episode, let's talk about the inauguration. First of all, I thought I'd miss the inauguration. But good thing I didn't because it was nothing but amazing. Unfortunately, I did miss the breathtaking tribute to ones that we lost this year by Lori Marie Key and Yolanda Adams. For the 10 o'clock service, I love how everyone came out slowly and carefully, social distancing themselves. Unfortunately, I didn't like how some of the speakers used the same mic with their mask off. Other than that, the celebrity guests were phenomenal. Lady Gaga was the first to perform, and she sang the national anthem. Then came Fire Captain Andrea Hall, who gave us the Pledge of Allegiance. Jennifer Lopez was after her with This Land is My Land. They sung and spoke. They sung and spoke beautifully and looked beautiful as well. I went Gaga for Lady Gaga's dress. Well, the bottom half. It covered the whole floor she walked on, and J-Lo wore a white suit, and it was gorgeous. The new 46th President of the United States, Joe Biden, said, and I quote, We need to lead not by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. His speech was very motivating and reassuring of what his mission is as president. He ended it with, May God bless America, and our troops thanking America as well. After the new president's speech, Garth Brooks came out to sing Amazing Grace. It was peaceful, and he even asked everyone to join in for the last verse. I sing along. I don't know if you did, but thank you, Mr. Brooks, for the amazing, graceful performance. Amanda Gorman spoke poetic words of wisdom, and to close out this first half of the inauguration ceremony, Pastor Sylvester S. Beeman delivered the benediction. I took a break from watching the coverage of this historic moment until 5 p.m. and tuned in to CNN. During this segment of the inauguration, we learned what the new president has done throughout the day, which was signing 17 executive actions, one of which is 100 Days Mask Challenge, wearing a mask especially on federal grounds. He has planned for the next seven days in February January 21st will be focused on COVID and so on with other topics. And January 29th will hold the topic of immigration. President Biden met and swore in presidential appointees. In his speech to them, he said, and I quote, Every person, regardless of their background, should be treated with dignity. He closes his speech out with, confidence by initiating 
in the swearing in. This is just a few things President Biden has done before the celebration of America that took place at 8.30 p.m. Celebrating America This part was mesmerizing. They started us off with a selection from Bruce Springsteen. And then Tom Hanks spoke as the host, and then a few gave quotes from the former presidents. Ava Longora spoke next, reflecting on the events leading up to the inauguration. We honored the frontline workers, and then John Bon Jovi came out with Here Comes the Sun. The U.S. Marine Corps congratulated President Biden. Yo-Yo Ma spoke as well about a better future before performing a peaceful rendition of Amazing Grace. Kavanaugh Bell, a young man that spoke about choosing love, not hate, introduced Justin Timberlake and Aunt Clemens, singing Better Days Are Coming. Black Pumas congratulated President Biden before performing Colors. After honoring our amazing educators like Mackenzie Adams, thank you again guys, Foo Fighters performed times like these. Kerry Washington talked about empowering women before some Broadway performers sang Seasons of Love. Jose Andreas and Morgan talked about beating America before Lynn Manuel Miranda recited a poem by one of Biden's favorites. More and more Americans were honored, including our astronauts and Sarah Fuller, an amazing female athlete. John Legend covered Feeling Good, and yes, it is a good feeling to know history is changing. For the better. We passed the mic with DJ Snake, Azuna, and Louis Fonsi and honored our nurses. Tim McGraw and Tyler Hubbard performed. Demi Lovato was joined by America singing Lovely Day. And finally, Katy Perry closed us out with fireworks. To close out today's episode, here is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. I am happy to join with you today in what will go down in history as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation. Five score years ago, a great American in whose symbolic shadow we stand today signed the Emancipation Proclamation. 
This momentous decree came as a great beacon light of hope for millions of Negro slaves who had been seared in the flames of withering injustice. It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But 100 years later, the Negro still is not free. 100 years later, the, the life of the Negro is still sadly crippled by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination. 100 years later, the Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty in the midst of a vast ocean of material prosperity. 100 years later, the, the Negro is still languished in the corners of American society and finds himself in exile in his own land. And so we've come here today to dramatize the shameful condition. In a sense, we've come to our nation's capital to cash a check. And the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. They were signing a promissory note to whichever American was to fall out. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring this sacred obligation, America has given the Negro people a bad check, a check which has come back marked insufficient funds.
derives from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time <laughs> to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Now is the time <laughs> to make justice a reality for all of God's children. It would be fatal for the nation to overlook the urgency of the moment. This sweltering summer of the Negro's legitimate discontent will not pass until there is an invigorating autumn of freedom and equality. 1963 is not an end, but a beginning. Those who hope that the Negro needed to blow off steam and will now be content will have a rude awakening if the nation returns to business as usual. <laughs> there will be neither rest nor tranquility in America until the Negro has granted his citizenship rights. The whirlwinds of revolt will continue to shake the foundations of our nation until the bright day of justice emerges. But that is something that I must say to my people who stand on the warm threshold which leads into the palace of justice in the process of gaining our rightful place. We must not be guilty of wrongful deeds. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our creative protests to degenerate into physical violence. Again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. The marvelous new militancy which has engulfed the Negro community must not lead us to a distrust of all white people. For many of our white brothers, as evidenced by their presence here today, have come to realize that their destiny is tied up with our destiny.
We cannot be satisfied as long as the Negro's basic mobility is from a smaller ghetto to a larger one. We can never be satisfied as long as our children are stripped of their selfhood and robbed of their dignity by signs stating for whites only. We cannot be satisfied as long as a Negro in Mississippi cannot vote and a Negro in New York believes he has nothing for which to vote. No, no, we are not satisfied and we will not be satisfied until justice rolls down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. of that character. I have a dream. 
is racist, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification. One day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it. Feel free to email me tiatrudat at gmail.com That's tiatrudat at gmail.com You can also leave me a voice message as well. The link is in the description. Remember to be the best you can be because only you can be the best you can be. Bye. Adios. Ayam. Thank